welcome back to Monsters Never Die, Talk Film Society's spooky podcast, where Jacob and I discuss classic monsters, human or otherwise, as well as their sequels, remakes, and ripoffs. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Curione, editor-at-large over at Talk Film Society, and with me as always is... That's what my voice would sound like if I was the size of a doll. I'm Jacob DeNoble. <laughs> Jacob, how are you? I'm doing great. Everything's fantastic here in my neck of the woods. I would hope so. Insane weather, but other than that, everything is great. We haven't had a lot of uh, insane weather here, shockingly enough. It's just been boring. Boring weather. We had snow on Saturday and then 80 degrees the Thursday before it. More more research is needed, Jacob. (laughs) Hate to break it to you. But more research is needed. Pretty Uh, soon life is going to be the horror story that we're covering. (laughs) The life special. That'll be fun. (laughs) That was our last ever snow horror special. (laughs) Yeah, they don't have that anymore. We haven't had any snow this year. It's uh, upsetting. Very upsetting. Oh, wait, that's a lie. No, we had it for about an hour and then it melted. Yeah. That was cool. Because it was gone when I woke up in the morning. Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, uh, what's new? Um, I got my Scream tickets tonight. Um, there's a specialty. Um, I have no idea what it was. I got served a, an Instagram ad for this theater here, and they do, like, shut the fuck up premieres, where they, like, ac- actually have ushers and enforce no talking or texting and no one under 13. I love this. So, yeah. Um, this sounds I, beautiful. I don't know how it's going to go, but we've had a lot of really annoying experiences at the movie theater lately, mm-hmm. so we uh, we spent a little extra money to go to this shut-the-fuck-up screening. Good. That's not the actual name of it. I forget what the actual name of oh, it is. Oh, now I'm upset. <laughs> Boo. I was, like, really excited to go to a shut-the-fuck-up screening. <laughs> uh, yeah, we also got our uh, Scream tickets, and that's going to be fun. Yeah, next episode, maybe we'll uh, throw in just a yeah. little bonus Scream Thoughts yeah. that you can listen to and, like, stitch on to our Scream episode yourself. That's this coming week, right? That is correct, yeah. yeah. Okay, yes, because we are seeing that on Thursday, and then I bought tickets to see RRR oh. at, uh, at the lovely Showroom Theater in uh, Asbury Park, New Jersey. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I have not seen the movie yet. It's so good. Uh, but it looks uh, absolutely bonkers, and I cannot wait. Look, Man, it's a hoot. It's, it's... I was just going to say, it looks like a hoot. <laughs> uh, yeah, very excited for that. Other than that, I haven't been doing much. Just uh, catching up on uh, Oscar movies, as I do at this time of year. And uh, it's been a ride. It's been fun. But now, we're going to talk about some dolls. Some killer dolls. Yeah. Uh, Just a heads up, listeners, we will not be covering Chucky tonight because that little redhead deserves his own episode. And we will get a Child's Play special in the works for you. As well, uh, we also won't be discussing Annabelle because we will be doing a uh, a special on uh, the Conjuring universe. The Conjuring verse. So uh, that'll be fun. Uh, The only other successful... A cinematic universe so far, yeah, other than the much. MCU. <laughs> pretty much, it's it's that, yeah, it's it's the Warrens and the Starks going at it forever <laughs> and ever. So what's up first, Jacob? What do we? So uh, Matt, yeah, so Matt, tonight we are going to be talking about all things killer dolls. Be that ventriloquist dolls, be that dolls you take home, be that little puppets, uh, just anything that's small and will stab you. Robots. It's a subgenre that I'd love. It's, you know, not so far away from the Gremlins knockoff subgenre that I love even more. Um, You just just like weird little guys. I just, I love a weird little guy. Who doesn't? Yeah. And, um, you know, it's funny that we were talking about the Conjuring verse because we're going to get things started with uh, James Wan's Dead Silence. Yes! Yes, (laughs) Billy! Which uh, came out in 2007, was his Saw follow-up, and yeah. uh, I think disappointed people who were looking for another Saw. And guess and what? You didn't get it. You, you do not. This movie has a lot more in common with 
it's interesting. You know, you look at Juan's career and Dead Silence, I think now, as you look at it, makes very interesting partnership with Malignant. Yes. I think they're tapping into the same I actually stories. noticed that. I think they're I noticed tapping that into this the time. same. Yeah, they're, they're both, you know, full of a love for like Mario Bava and mm. it's just... um. Just going, mainly Mario Bava. That's, going that's full what Juan's genre. really tapping into here. Full genre, and uh, yeah, I I actually really like this movie. Uh, it's it's basically uh, there's this haunted theater, and Mary Shaw was a ventriloquist, and bad things happened. <laughs> yeah, um, this movie, <laughs> it's. This is a weird movie. Um, I I, li- I think I like elements of it more than I like it as a whole. I think the backstory's great. Oh, the backstory's I, fantastic. I want that movie. I th- I think they came up with the idea. They lay Wannell, or however you say that name. Juan and Juan. Um, Juan and one L. One L. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Well, he, so he, he said that, you know, they were approached after Saw came out, like, while they were still at festivals by studios who were like, Can, pitch us a movie, pitch us a, a, <laughs> a, a log line. And they had just like a panicked weekend. And this is what they came up with. And I think this movie very clearly feels like a weekend. It's a premise. Yeah. Not necessarily a story. Like, yes. there's a backstory to this movie, but the present day story is kind of nothing. Yeah. But the backstory is great. Backstory is so, awesome. As you said, Mary Shaw famous ventriloquist and she's doing a performance on stage and this little shit in the audience is like i could see your lips moving (laughs) and she is like a town weirdo because she has a hundred some dolls and she treats them like her children and she never married and later the kid is killed mysteriously and everyone blames mary shaw so they lynch her and and then she puts a, a curse on the town, essentially, and uh, possesses some of her dolls. And yeah, and it's awesome. Fun. And uh, Mary Shaw's play is played by the wonderful Judith Roberts. Uh, always a, a pleasure when I see her pop up in anything. Uh, listeners probably know her best as uh, the woman across the hall in David Lynch's Eraserhead. And uh, oh. yeah, and uh, she's a. Uh, much different character in, in Dead Silence, but uh, <laughs> there's uh, what's with James Wan naming dolls Billy? Let's get into yeah. that. I mean, what's with James? You know, I I respect James Wan. So for do being I. Being a man who, oh God, let, don't even get me started on him. Is this our first time talking Wan? I believe so. Oh man, I believe. That James Wan is should be a household name. He should on the level of like Steven Spielberg back in the day. When I wouldn't go at, that far. Uh, not necessarily quality of film, but when you look at the movies he's made and the rate of return, like he makes a lot of money. Box office hit after box office hit after box office hit, mm-hmm. minus Dead Silence, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. Minus that revenge movie he made after Dead Silence. Death, with, death Sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Ignore that, too. But, like... Everything else! Insidious. The Conjuring. Furious 7. Yes. Aquaman. Mm-hmm. The fact that this man... He's made billions. <laughs> he's made billions, but he is also, like... Saw defined that generation of horror. It did. When we look at early 2000s horror, what do we say? Saw. It's the Saw era. Yep. Insidious and The Conjuring, one-two punch, 100% defined the 2010s of horror. Yes. Haunted house movies. Spookums. Ghosts. (laughs) Ghosts. Ghosties. Everywhere you look is a ghostie, is a haunted house. It's all based on James Wan. Mm Mm-hmm. And... Then he also produced one of the top. Let's let's be generous and say top three Fast and Furious movies. Uh, I would agree with you. He produced. He directed what is again. Let's be generous and say top three DC superhero movies yes. of the current era. It is a hoot. <laughs> like that track record. Cannot be stopped. No, he's Cannot great. Cannot be beaten. And he's just going to keep doing great things when he gets behind a camera. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Malignant didn't hit 
the mass audiences the way that the rest of these have. But no, but that was also mo- a pandemic movie, so you really can't. It's a pandemic movie. It's yeah. a movie that found its audience, yes. and I think will continue to find its audience. Yeah, there's um, so many times I've gone past my shelf and just been like, I should throw in Malignant. That's <laughs> that's a fun movie. I like watching Malignant. Um, but like I said, this movie. Dead Silence has a lot in common with Malignant. Yeah. It has this genre hopping. It has this, again, very Mario Bava-inspired look where it's all fog and gothic town and it's a little arch. It's a little over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, I think where Dead Silence falls apart a little bit is A, it's casting. Yes. And B, the like present day story is just so kind of not there and also very small scale. The lead um, actor in this is a big old nothing. Yeah, he I he's, he's a charisma vacuum. He's on True Blood, I guess. Sure. Ryan Why not? Quantin. Sure. Sure. Um, and the, the story is essentially he and his wife are mailed a ventriloquist doll. Yes. And as you do. As one does. Yeah. And his wife, she she's way too chill about this. <laughs> yeah, get that thing out of my house. And, and so they're mailed, he goes out to get dinner. She's like kissing it and like having fun with it. I don't know. Yeah, weird. But, yeah. Um, when he gets back, she's dead. And the doll is there. And so he goes back to his hometown to investigate the murder. Meanwhile, Donnie Wahlberg is a cop on his tail and... Donnie Wahlberg, they, yeah, they didn't think to make any actual character traits for him, so they just have him using an electric razor in every every scene. (laughs) It's so funny. It's so funny. I I go against the grain, and Wannell is, I don't like his writing. Oh, that's Um, a shame. I, I I, I think he works well when he's paired with James Wan, but like... Upgrade and Invisible Man, I think both have big problems with their screenplays. And one of my problems with him is he tends to have a thing he knows wants to happen in the movie and then very nakedly reverse engineers everything to make that happen, but in a way that never feels like payoff. It just feels like, oh, I can see you pulling the strings. So I liked liked his script for Cooties. That was awesome. Oh, I never saw Cooties. I heard it was good. Oh, it's wonderful. We should cover cooties one day when we do killer kids. We do our cooties episode. Yes. Um, but so Donnie Wahlberg's just here and he's just hanging out. He's just hanging out. He I, do much. Again, he's essentially being the Danny Glover role from Saw. But, yeah. Not as you good. You know, you see Danny Glover and you're like, ah, oh, Danny Glover. You see Donnie Wahlberg and you're like, you're not even the good Wahlberg and I don't even like the good Wahlberg. Yeah. It's like, you're, who are you? Go back, um, go back to Burger Town. <laughs> they do have burgers, then, right? That's like a thing. Yeah. Okay. And then the there's one weird element too, where it feels like they just kept piling stuff on. All right, Matt. Here's my thing about Saw. I'm not going to do the Saw episode with you. We'll talk about that later. But <laughs> Saw, I've always felt like Jigsaw has too many gimmicks. I don't like, think he has enough. He He's has keep going. He's got uh, he's got pig mask. He's got he's got pig mask. Billy he's doll. Got, yeah, he's got a puppet. He's got the like I'm gonna kill you based on what you did thing. He's got game playing. Like none of those relate. No, but they're the, awesome. The, the pig mask and the puppet two completely like yeah. Pick a pick a lane. He's gonna slaughter you like in a slaughterhouse with pigs. Uh, yeah, but how does that relate to the clown puppet? <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't have to. Well, so I, I bring this up just because in the land, this movie of, the, does in the land that. of the pigs, the butcher is king. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I've taken a very long route to say there's one element here that I feel like just doesn't fit with anything else, mm-hmm. and it's that there's like a Freddy Krueger esque poem about Mary Shaw. Oh, yes, 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 and it just doesn't seem to. It's weird. I don't know. It it yeah. It it feels like it's from a different movie or from like a different <laughs> it was premise. Just an idea. Like they get mailed this ventriloquist doll, and the wife, the fiance, is like, "Oh, this reminds me of that poem from when we were kids," and then like recites this poem about dolls and shutting up. And it's yeah. just like, I will say but, though, the the kills in this are great. 
Kills in this are great. When people get, uh, I think I, I said this once before, but they get reverse Pinocchio'd. Uh, it's <laughs> it's really, really fun. She turns these people into dolls, and it's it's amazing. Yeah, there's a, there's a great spooky town atmosphere in this movie, yeah, too. Yeah, and I, that, and that, that mid-2000s color grading, <laughs> that where everything looks like a Slipknot video, is yeah. ju- just, oh, that's my bread and butter, Jacob. I love it. <laughs> I love how bad it looks. <laughs> I was about to say, it's not my favorite, but I do love when he taps into his more kind of colorful instincts. Yeah, they like, do the same thing that they did with um, Malignant, which yeah. is put a guy in a room with a bright red neon sign outside. Hell yeah. And uh, it's great. Sometimes yeah, it works just, and sometimes it doesn't. You know what? If you're going to steal, steal from the best. But I, I, I like this movie. It's it's fun. I, I, I don't know if I'll ever watch it again, but like... I probably I, will. I respect that they're like, we're going to sell you a killer doll movie, but it turns out it's not a killer doll. It's a ghost ventriloquist. Yes, I ended up watching this movie twice. Like in a row? In a row, because it's one of those weird Blu-rays where like, when the movie ends, it just restarts. Mm. It doesn't go to the menu or anything, and I, the credits were rolling. I went into the kitchen to make a cup of coffee, and the movie had started again. I, I had you know another hour before work. I'm like, well, I guess I'll just leave this on. So... Yeah, sure. Let's watch Dead Silence again. <laughs> now, did you... You watched this movie twice. I paid for this movie twice. Wow. I I spent $4 to rent it. Oh, no. And then got halfway through it before my rental ran out. Oh, no. <laughs> and, man, I didn't know it did this. I was watching it when my rental ran out, and oh. it just stops. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> gross. Like, Damn. They should at least let you finish it. Yeah, so I paid $8 to rent this movie wow. twice to I, watch it for this podcast. I bought this Blu-ray years ago, and I'll probably get the 4K that's coming out. Did you... So did you watch the rated or unrated cut? Uh, I've only seen the unrated cut. Apparently they're almost identical, except the unrated cut has all the CG tongues. There's a lot of tongue in this movie. Uh, I It makes me almost wish I had watched the theatrical, because I, think I don't think the cool. CG tongue works. I like it. I think it's fun. Um, but all of that said, this movie has one thing that I think unequivocally rules and is the one thing that I always remember about and think about this movie. And it's the twist ending. (laughs) And so the entire movie, this kid is like, he goes home and his Mm -hmm. father is there and his Mm -hmm. father has a new wife and she's like, oh, your father had a stroke. So, you know, he's, he's, he's nicer now. He's a little better. (laughs) He's in a wheelchair, and she's always standing with him. And at the end of the movie, it turns out that she she's a Mary Shaw doll. Is that correct? <laughs> I think she is possessed by Mary Shaw, and he became a doll. Yeah, well, so she turns him into a ventriloquist doll. Yes. And there's a great shot of like his back yes. hollowed out. It's and so her cool. Her hand just like going in and working his spinal column. It's like amazing. A doll. It's amazing. Like, and watching it this time, knowing that twist, his performance is so good. He's great. He's always great. He's the, uh, the evil warden from uh, Shawshank. Ah, thank you for. Yeah. Yes, that's him. He's, he's also, he's been in like a million different movies demolition Uh, man yeah i mean demolition man ace ventura 2 the dude the dude pops up i mean i'm sorry he played the owl in daredevil (laughs) (laughs) sure i never got that far in that show (laughs) um but yeah no he's he's great that's a great performance and like you said that visual of her working his spinal column is just that's wonderful that's it's it's just joyous it's a great twist. Um, they try and do the saw reveal, like they do the exact saw reveal with yes. the same like style and music. Oh, I love and that theme. I love that music. It's the music in this movie is great. Yeah, but I think Dead Silence would work better maybe if the reveal happened like at the midpoint, and then the last half yeah, of the movie we works. actually get to you know play with the premise that you've set up yes. instead of and delaying play with it and play until with the, the end. Play with the spinal column too. Yeah. Um. But yeah, um, Dead Silence. It's it's fun. It's worth a watch. It's worth a look. It's fun. Um. All right. Are we ready to move on to our next doll? Oh boy. Uh. Let's talk about the evil possessed doll from Ghosts. And yeah, 
whatever the hell this thing is. Dolly Dearest, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Uh, now this is a movie <laughs> yeah it is uh directed by maria lise it is her only non-pornographic film that she directed uh, <laughs> uh it's <laughs> it stars rip torn as a archaeologist from about eight different countries uh he, and, he's just he's the man of a million accents and he uses them all in this movie <laughs> and it also stars uh lieutenant yar from the next generation <laughs> oh really yeah, that's her. That's wow, I had no idea. Okay. She grew her hair out for I've Dolly Dearest. Never really got into Next Generation. Sorry. Me neither, actually. Uh, I've only seen maybe the half, first half of the first season. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't get into those movies. Sorry, nerds. Yeah, sorry, nerds. <laughs> Original crew or get the fuck out. Anyway, uh, Dolly Dearest. Oh, that's this... not how I feel either. But... Oh, it's totally how I feel. Um, Dolly Dearest, it is a totally bonkers fun time. It's a ripoff simultaneously of the Child's Play franchise and The Exorcist. Yes. With like a touch of the Evil Dead in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's got some fun kills. Uh, it's, 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 like I said, it's got ghosts, it has a completely hideous doll, uh, especially when it gets angry and possessed. Uh, it is, uh, I think the doll works really well. I think it's just an actor in a mask. Yeah, I I love when it's it's clearly, like, a little kid running around giggling. But, like, (laughs) you know, Chucky, I think one of the things that works about Dolly Dearest is that the doll is that size like the doll is the size of a little person actor so when it's doing that it looks normal yes versus chucky who's smaller yeah and so they have to do puppetry and all these tricks this This, is literally someone in a costume they don't have money for that and (laughs) but it's great and they didn't have money for a lot of things in this movie (laughs) they you know what they do have money for dynamite yes a lot of dynamite shows up in your horror movie you know you got you you know you have somewhat of a budget the doll the there's a scene with the doll running around with a stick of tnt (laughs) (laughs) this movie's fun yeah so it takes place in mexico the this dad moves his family down there so he can because he bought a doll factory which he was told was state-of-the-art and totally like clean and nice and refurbished and the guy's like yeah i might have lied to you just to get someone to come here oh great (laughs) thanks buddy why did he not leave immediately yeah so not only that the doll factory is backed up against an ancient aztec doom (laughs) (laughs) where devil worshippers lived obviously And, and then also i found this baffling just to, the the dolls are all already made. Yeah, he just has to like sell them. Sell them? <laughs> like, why did you buy the? Fa- why did you move your family? This, to Mexico? This guy's like, I just needed someone to like buy these and like sell these. Uh, what? Why? It's it's a little unclear, um, but it's it's great. Um, there's, it's just got a fun demented energy, and it's got. It, this was mostly direct to video. Apparently, it played in theaters in the Midwest. Oh god! Fucking whatever. That's got a little kid with a shotgun, and he shoots the doll, and that's cool. Yeah, it's great. And the the doll like starts to make over the daughter to be like herself, mm-hmm. and the doll like gives her the same haircut, so the mom almost shoots her daughter because she thinks it's the doll at one point. Oh, this movie. The doll just has the coolest, funniest noises it makes. Like I love it's. It's got that Evil Dead like voice thing mm. going on where they're like, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a little gremlinsy. It makes me laugh. Um, yeah, Dolly Dearest, I, I loved this. It was great. I mean, you know, you're grading on a curve obviously. for a 1991 direct-to-video yeah, Child's obviously. Play ripoff. Um, but I, I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's a, it'd be a good party watch. I like the dad in this. Yeah. Uh, and the son is, he uh, is, the dad is the surfer in Apocalypse Now. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's um that's a lot more impressive than what I was about to say, which is the son had a four episode arc on Lois and Clark before he was unceremoniously <laughs> let go. I don't know. I think uh Apocalypse Now might win that one. <laughs> Not to me. Lois and Clark has my whole heart. We are two very different people, Jacob. <laughs> There's an insane Rip Torn has an insane line where <laughs> Oh you so mean he's... oh you mean all of them? All so of his been... lines? <laughs> 
So this family has like a nerdy son and he's really excited about the Aztec tomb stuff. So he goes and hangs out with Riptorn and Riptorn's like, okay, you could be my assistant. <laughs> Later, he meets the mom and is like, I see your beauty in your son's face. Yeah, weird. It's <laughs> just a real weird line. Was that the sequence of the movie where he's speaking with an Irish accent or uh, a Middle Eastern one? Uh, unclear. It's, yeah, it's Riptorn. <laughs> this is Riptorn's like RoboCop 3 era, so that's, you know, fun. Bless him. Bless There's that, also man. a little devil skeleton in this. And yes. I think that's cute. That is cute. I highly um, recommend Dolly Dearest. Yeah, Dolly Dearest is great. Do you uh, want to make a uh, quick detour into a little bit of a goosebumpy territory? I do. Let's talk all about Slappy. <laughs> <laughs> Slappy's great. Slappy's great. We're gonna uh, yes, this is uh, Goosebumps from 2015, uh, and obviously, you know, any R.L. Stein book that starred Slappy, you know, uh, Night of the Living Dummy, Return of the Living Dummy, uh, Living Dummy is back again. Look at him go. Uh, I've always liked Slappy. Uh, that's one of my favorite Goosebumps books when I was a kid. Uh, he's a, he's really creepy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all, let's be real, all ventriloquist dummies are creepy. Uh, but in this movie, he's like, he's the ringleader of all the monsters. And I think that's a really fun choice. Yeah, he, um, he's always been the kind of spokesperson for the Goosebumps yeah. franchise, I feel like. It's either um, that or Haunted Mask, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, and that's it. Slappy had quite a few sequels. I, I I like this movie, and I like the choice to have Jack Black also voice Slappy. I yes, think that's fun. very funny, very funny. Uh, but yeah, I I actually really love Jack Black in this movie. I think he's great. As, he is great as R.L. Stein. Like that is inspired <laughs> casting. Yeah, he looks nothing like him, but no, it is very nothing he, like him. And then when you get to the R.L. Stein cameo, you're like, no, that's the real guy. Okay, <laughs> I am. Um, I, I, the original draft of this was written by Scott Alexander and Larry Karaszewski, who are Interesting. like... Interesting. Yeah. So I, I, they have to be the ones who are like, yeah, this is going to be about R.L. Stein. Yeah. Like, that's so up their alley. It's a good you idea. don't know them. It's a very good idea. Yeah. Those are the... Um, they're biopic writers primarily. They did Ed Wood, Man in the Moon, Big Eyes, a bunch of good stuff. Yeah. Um, they did not end up writing the final screenplay, which I think makes sense, too. Um, but yeah, this movie's a lot of fun. It's very cute. My only beef with it is that there's like a CG werewolf sequence and a CG Yeti sequence. And yeah. It's like, I would like just one I of those swapped out for like gotta a say, mummy or like something, you know, physical. Gotta say, I really like the sequence where the Yeti is on the hockey rink. Yeah. That's a lot. That's of, great. That's a lot of fun. Uh, oh yeah. The, the guys you were talking about, the Kurzowski. Yeah. Yeah. They wrote, um... That Dolomite movie with Eddie Murphy, that was really good. Yes. Yes. And uh, The People vs. Larry Flint. Yeah. Oh, one of the best movies of the 90s. I, yeah, they're, I they're absolutely, they're two of my favorite writers. Yeah, they're great. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I, I really like this movie. It's fun. The cast is great. Uh, I really like the the lead kid. Uh, I can't pronounce his last name. Minute? Minette? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I like him. He's good. He's His band is good, too. Everyone should listen to them. They're called the Wallows. The Wallows. Apparently. And it's it's just like, you know, easy breezy indie rock. It's uh like Vampire Weekend, but good. <laughs> Vampire Weekend, now there's a movie we should <laughs> that's the name of a movie that we should cover. Yeah, we'll do that one day. But yeah, Goosebumps, it's fun. I watch it every every October. Oh, wow. You have so many movie routines. I I gotta gotta do something, man. Uh <laughs> Uh, uh, that brings us to the most recent doll movie, and the one that uh, is why we did this episode. Quite polarizing. Mithrigan. Uh, Megan. Quite polarizing among hosts of this podcast, I would yeah. say. Um, Matt, can I, can I make two guesses about two things that you absolutely hated about this movie? Sure. Uh, one, that it stars a child. No, that's fine. You hate children, though. In movies, I'm fine with them. <laughs> okay because they're not in the room with me okay and uh two that mithrigan kills a dog <laughs> yeah, that's off screen though so that didn't bother me at all oh interesting all right yeah, no. well those, those are going to be my big guesses huh. about your beefs but uh tell me about your uh your time with mithrigan <sighs> yeah so we could just call it megan yeah, let's let's do that because <laughs> that other word makes me angry um i'll give it this i like the cast uh i think the cast is uh solid across the board 
Um, some characters survive that I don't think should have. Um, I don't know. I th- I think this director is uh, eh, whatever. It looks like a TV show. Uh, it's very tame, even in its unrated form. Um, yeah. AI Gone Wild. I preferred this when it was the Child's Play remake. I See, I think that I personally, I think I prefer this to the Child's Play remake. And if the whole movie um, was just, screw Megan, I'm way more interested in Bruce. Uh, <laughs> which he's the best part of this movie. In, yeah, in my opinion, a... there's a kick-ass robot fight in this movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that where, where I actually perked up uh, out of my boredom coma and uh, was rooting for Bruce to rip this little girl robot to shreds. Um, but yeah, other than that, this movie is uh, extremely not my thing at all. I think it being relatively tame i think i think editing it down to the pg-13 was the right move on their part because because if this is what they edited it from that's sad that they felt the need to edit it well i mean it probably wasn't their choice but yeah but like there's like nothing in this movie there's no gore or anything i i think the goriest thing is the goriest thing is spoiler when megan gets eviscerated (laughs) oh man I um I I had a much more fun time with Megan than uh, Matt did um but I I don't know I I really like that this took its kind of emotional stakes relatively seriously I like that this is like a good intro to horror for maybe a younger audience I know a lot of young folks were like excited about it I do have um, another qualm with this movie yeah the script. The screenwriter. Really? I love the screenplay. Uh, this movie wants to be gay, uh, be malignant so fucking bad. It's the writer of Malignant. <laughs> One trick pony. That's how. That's, that because we're going to give you this this uh, family drama throughout the whole thing. And then we're going to go bonkers. Okay, yeah, I saw this. It was called Malignant. I'm bored now. See, I think try the family some... drama works a lot better in this than it does in Malignant. Try something Malignant new. Malignant gets interesting when it gets wild. Yeah, try something new, whatever your name is. Uh, because right now, in my mind, <laughs> you're a one-trick pony. I'm sorry, Matt. I don't think you can compare the movie with the cancerous tumor that comes alive and reverse... I can. ...walks I backward I to did. the movie that ends with a robot fight. If you call that a one-trick pony, I don't know what the fuck you're on. That is a, that is a weird-looking pony. But it's a trick that the pony does. <laughs> it's a pony with a robot front half and a Gabriel back half. Yeah, it's just, ugh, God. I'd watch that. I would watch Gabriel destroy this little thing. I mean, yeah, we're all hoping for Gabriel versus Megan. And we'll never get it. Yeah, I think they're two different studios. But We'll never get it, just like we'll never get Freaky Death Day. Ugh, don't even... <laughs> that just makes me sad. Yeah, makes me sad too, because I want it. Jacob. Um, but I love that Allison Williams is so good at just playing like a shitty person. <laughs> Allison Williams is the lead the the Oh, aunt- get out. Yeah. Yeah, the get out girl. Yeah. Yeah. She's great in this. I don't know, as somebody who just like has no interest in having a kid, but like is obligated to care for one. Yeah, I've only ever seen her in this and get out. Oh. I don't think she's done should, anything else. You should see her in the, in the Made for TV, Peter Pan. Uh, I'm good. No, I, she, she was on Girls. Girl, that was her big thing. Ugh, I'm not watching that. <laughs> um, yeah, I. To me, this is a B movie. Like not, not like a B movie, but like I give it the letter grade B. That could have been boosted to the to an A if Megan had really like. It needs, it needs at least one massacre, really. Yeah, what I, the hell? You 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 have the lobby of this tech firm yep. filled with people. Murder everyone. What are you uh, doing? Yeah, that was that was a baffling choice to me that, that they they yeah. they set up so clearly and so many times that they need more people to fill this lobby. Yeah. And then Megan doesn't doesn't do anything. I don't know what happened there. Like, I don't know if there's a deleted scene or what, but like that's That's what I was talking about on Letterboxd where I said, "What are we even doing here?" Yeah, that's, that that's, scene that's specifically. Little... Why you had like fifty people in there, and you're asking for more? 
Ugh, this movie. But, this movie. But then it ends in a robot fight. So, like... <laughs> the whole movie should have just been a robot fight. I would have watched that short film. And I don't know. I And I will also say... I think Bruce is a much more interesting looking robot. <laughs> He's cool. Well, here's what I'm going to say, though. Like, I am somebody who genuinely, totally on the ball... If you're doing something in a movie, I can usually piece together what's be- how it's being done. I genuinely don't really know how Megan was done. I do not know the effects behind Megan, and I stopped thinking about it because I bought into her character so quickly. Yeah, it was a, it was a mix of that's very uh, impressive. It was to a me. mix of CGI and puppetry and uh, girl in costume, and like I I could never see the seams there. Yeah, and. No, they yeah, use they use the... like digital makeup and stuff. It, it, the, the tech behind Megan, I hate to say it, is impressive. Yeah, I mean, if if you watch the Chucky show, like they're still operating under like child's play, as they should effects. But like, it, I mean, it's still very clear. You're like, okay, here's the puppet, here's this. But Megan, yeah. I I again, I just fully bought into her as a creation. And I think yeah. that's a very impressive thing I want to call out. Um, But yeah, before we... Are we good, uh, Megan? Do you, do you have any last blows no. to land? <laughs> Megan, go away. <laughs> Megan, leave. You're grounded. <laughs> um, But yeah, before we get to our last movie, I just want to do a quick, just like... Quick hits at some other big doll ventriloquist movies that we won't really have time to talk about. Um, I have not seen this one. The rest I have seen. But uh, I just want to do a quick hit for The Great Gabbo. Gabbo is coming. Gabbo is coming. Apparently. Gabbo. Gabbo. I didn't know this until I was doing research for this episode. Gabbo must be named after this movie, The Great Gabbo, which is a 1920s ventriloquist doll movie. (laughs) One of my favorite things I ever did on Twitter was, it was like weeks apart where I would tweet, Gabbo is coming. And then like two weeks later, I would go, Gabbo is coming. Gabbo is almost here. And then Gabbo is here. And then I just posted a gif of Gabbo. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I love that. You should do that again. (laughs) My, I got actually got a text message from a buddy of mine saying, that Gabbo bit you did was so layered and well done. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, man. <laughs> I put a lot of work into it. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I feel like you can't talk ventriloquist dummy movies without mentioning magic. Have you ever seen Magic? No, Man? but I want to, and I'm kind of upset we didn't cover it in full. Yeah, it's, uh, it's great. Um, we'll, highly recommended. Maybe we'll do a Hopkins episode one day. He's done a lot of good horror. We could do him. Could we? Silence of the Lambs. Magic. Hannibal. The Edge. Right. It's got a killer bear. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a great movie. It's um, you know, it's psychological, blah blah blah. It's it's just a it's it's like it's what people think of and it's mostly what people think of because it had an absolutely terrifying trailer. Um if you've never seen the magic trailer, it like scarred an entire generation. It's I, I I can't find anything about this, but I I believe I've read them before like it got pulled from TV because it was like <laughs> so fucking frightening and people were complaining. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, um but yeah, it's the classic it's kind of the classic yeah. ventriloquist dummy, is he crazy or is it alive story. Yes. And, you know, those you got to have something for all of the ones that are going to push off of that to push off of. This is true. Like the Tales from the Crypt episode where Don Rickles has a <laughs> ventriloquist dummy and it turns out it's his conjoined twin on his hand that we talked about in the Tales from the Crypt episode. I still can't believe I haven't seen this episode. Oh, Matt, it's the best episode of television. It looks, it, it sounds so good. It's very good. Uh, when we get off air, tell me what season that is, because I have the DVD set, and I'll just throw it on. Yeah, you should watch it tonight. <laughs> um, another one, um, dolls show up a lot in anthologies. Um, oh, yeah. And one of one of the earliest and one of the best is Dead of Night, which hmm. is a 1945 British horror movie. Um, and it's got a great ventriloquist doll sequence, but it also has... It is the only 
anthology movie I've ever seen where the frame story is the best part of the movie. Really? Yeah. Which is so rare. And it ends with the most psychedelic dream nightmare sequence of any movie from the 1940s. Wow. Okay. Like, when I watched it, I was like, audiences had to have been shitting their pants at this. <laughs> like, it's so stylistically bold and so weird. Way ahead of its and, time. Yeah, it's great. Um, but it's it's a it's a fun um, little anthology. And there's, like, some that are just, like, pure comedy. There's some that are true horror. And it ends with the ventriloquist dummy because they knew that was the best one they had. There you go. Um. Yeah. And then one last one. Um, I watched Devil Doll and I watched the Mystery Science Theater version because when you can watch a Mystery Science Theater version for this show, that's what why you do. not? Yeah. Um, and that is about a ventriloquist who is also a hypnotist and he is like hypnotizing. Yeah. And he's hypnotizing this dude's girlfriend to steal her away. <laughs> and the dude is like trying to write a news story about the ventriloquist. And um, my God, turns out that he his ventriloquist doll is a kid that he's put it like the kid's soul into the doll. Jesus. He accidentally killed him. And now he's trying to put the woman's body, soul into a doll so she can hang out with the other doll. And what? It's pretty good. It's um, it's black and white. It's short it's sounds, interesting sounds wild yeah it's a it's a it's a great movie and um they just in mystery science theater they describe the dolls looking like alfalfa e newman which i think is a good gag um <laughs> and then the last like doll e. recommendation i have for folks is uh stuart gordon's dolls oh which, i've heard of this one matt you gotta watch this one it's great i do like stuart it's, gordon it is what he made between uh, reanimator and from beyond but it came out after from beyond because the stop motion effects on the puppets took so long oh interesting um it's him working a little kinder it's it's a little more fably but it's still a hard r i think because charles band forced him to be yeah well that's, um, that's what he does but it's essentially the classic old dark house setup okay. where a people's cars break down and they find a creepy mansion full of weirdos <laughs> and it's got the classic you know Stuart gordon sense of humor it's got really great stop motion doll effects I do, it's got all sorts I, of different kinds of dolls i do like his sense of humor it's uh each of the dolls is like mystically brought to life in different ways so some of them have like gross human aspects underneath so if Ew. you like break the doll's face they have like a bloody skull underneath Ugh. um it's john carl buchler did the uh effects oh for it oh my so. god yes yeah you're um, selling me yeah it's a it's a great movie i'm it's, sold yeah i it's probably less than both reanimator and from beyond but it's it's very pleasant well, kind of hard nice. to top those and, if you're looking for, if you're as partial to an old Dark House movie as I am, which, God, that's an episode we have to do one day. Yes. We also have to um, do a uh, Stuart Gordon episode. But um, that brings us to our uh, final, I guess, franchise of the night. Ugh. Final would-be franchise. The Boys! <laughs> <laughs> the Spooky Boys are talking about The Boys. <laughs> the Boys! Uh, okay, this movie, I didn't want to see it when it came out. Uh, because that doll is creepy. Uh, it is 2016's The Boy. The Boy. The Boy. The Boy. <laughs> the Boy. Just, I just love saying it. Um, it stars a whole bunch of people, I'm sure. Lauren Cohen. I, and which apparently she was on The Walking Dead or something. Yeah. Sure, why not? She's also Batman's mom in um, Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. So she's in it for two seconds and has like yeah. the flashback. Okay. Uh, it's but got like, that. It's got yeah, Zack the... Snyder had to make sure Batman's mom was really hot. Yeah, well, I mean, come on. And it has Rupert Evans, who was uh, the kid from Hellboy. I like him a lot more here. I think, oh, I think good he gets here. handsomer he's as he here. aged up. He, you know, he's got a little extra scruff to him. Uh, but yeah, it's it's this mo- this woman gets a job as a nanny working for this, uh, let's just put it this way, eccentric older couple uh, yeah. who lost their son. And now they basically treat this doll named Brahms as their son. 
and you have that to. That should be the first note. And you have to. I would have. I don't care what they're paying me. I'm out. If you if you lead me into the room like the mother did and said, and now this is Brahms. He needs his lessons and he needs to be put to bed. I would be like, that's great. Have a great day. I'm leaving. You see, I had the exact opposite feeling, which was when she so when she starts babysitting, she doesn't follow any of the rules, and I'm like, man, if they're paying me and they got a TV with like a good Blu-ray player, I'm like, <laughs> fuck it, I'll kiss that dog good night every night. I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, so then, blah blah blah, many things happen. It goes into like some like some drama, you know. It tries to be a real movie, and. They suggest that the boy is haunted. Yes, the boy is like a is a haunted ghost doll. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're gonna spoil this, right? No, oh, of course. Guess what? In the last half hour, it turns into a fucking slasher, <laughs> and it's yeah, it awesome turns out because it's not a haunted doll. No, because actual Brahms jumps out of the wall, Black Christmas two thousand six style, and it's awesome. <laughs> I it's, was going to say Bad Ronald, but yeah, Black Christmas 2006 is also accurate. It's so cool, Jacob. When when that weird, hairy man jumps out of the walls wearing a like a doll mask, I started yelling at my TV, going, holy shit, this is awesome. Like, I had so much fun with it. Up until then, I was like, whatever, let's, let's get on with it. But then they threw that at me, and I'm like, yes, yes, Brahms! <laughs> Matt, I'm glad. I'm glad that uh, I, I brought this to your life. I'm, I'm glad you had a good time. Like I just want to uh, run around outside, going Brahms. <laughs> like I, I love it. What a inspired twist reveal for your insane movie. Yeah, I loved it, uh, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> this shit rocks. <laughs> I was just describing it to my wife, and she was getting really excited about the twist. <laughs> it's insane. It's a, yeah, it's a it's a very fun movie. Fantastic. Um, and Brahms I I like the little doll. He's got personality. He's creepy. He's creepy. He looks like and, he looks like Slappy's like weird kid. Yeah. I, I also love that there the other twist at the end is that she finds a note from the old couple that are like We're leaving forever. This woman is yours yes. to do with what you want. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. We paid, we paid her enough. She's yours. Have a great day, Brahms. What? <laughs> okay. So this brings us to Brahms, the boy to return of the boy. <laughs> As I will be calling it forever. And I mean, that's not worse than the actual title. The real title is Brahms, the boy too. And, uh, no. I much prefer Return of the Boy. (laughs) Here's what this movie does. First off, Katie Holmes. Why are you in this? That's a great question. What? Are you okay? Is everything fine? Like, you you shouldn't need the money. What has Katie Holmes been doing around this? (laughs) Like, who knows? I mean, this movie didn't make any money. Because it came out, like, a week before the world shut down. So, we were spared that. Um, This movie takes everything I loved about the first one and just flushes it down a toilet. Yeah. Did you watch this one? I did not watch this one. Do you care if I spoil this one? No, I have heard the the, the spoiler. We were robbed of a Brahms slasher series where Brahms moves into a new house all the time and pops out of the walls and scares the shit out of everyone Uh, we didn't get that no you know what we got it was the doll all along jacob that's very that that doll has lived in that house since the 1800s and it has possessed people into doing horrible things because it is actually a demon and and what yes okay okay the way I described it to my husband is, you know how Jason goes to hell, number nine. Freddy, yeah. Freddy's dead, number six. Those are like the franchise lore dumps. And they take place six or nine movies into your series. Mm-hmm. This movie, just this guy who directed this and wrote it, decided, no, I'm going to blow my lore load in number two. 
I'm not going to save it for, as I called it, the Boy Six Revenge of Brahms. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to do all this lore in a five-minute span in the second movie. No, you don't do that. You tease it yeah. out. You tease it out. But no, this is an actual demonic presence inside a doll. Like, the doll's face gets smashed, and inside is an oozing, pulsating, eldritch horror. I mean, I do like that. <laughs> so do I, if it was in The Boy Six. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is just insane. Like, it's it was the boy all along, and you have the dad from The Witch in it, and he is, like, this insane groundskeeper, but it also turns out that he's being controlled by Brahms, the, the, the demon child, and he has to do whatever Brahms says or else he dies or something. It's all very muddy. It's all very ridiculous. It's not good. You know what's wild about this, though? Oh, so my this, God. This director also made Orphan First Kill. Have you seen Orphan First Kill? I have not. It's uh, great. He Didn't he also do the horror movie where the ending was a website? I don't... He did... That, yeah, oh, yes. He did The Devil Inside, where if you <laughs> wanted to know the true ending, you went to a website, and that website <laughs> doesn't exist anymore. So as far as I'm concerned, that movie doesn't exist anymore. Uh, I think this I, guy's bad. He might no, actually on. he might actually be bad. I don't know well, how he got on. work after this. He made the boy though. And then he did return to the boy. And I don't know well, how he got work after this. Alright, Matt, hold on though. Hold was on. was this just pandemic sympathy? Where they were like, oh. Yeah, your last movie was a flop because you know the world shut down. We're gonna give you another shot. Nah, he's it? made three movies since this in twenty twenty. Jesus. <laughs> Um, but no, hold on. Orphan first kill. I just wanna, I just wanna get this out there. The it first looks orphan, awesome. Have you seen the first one? No. Oh, the first one, but great I, movie. But obviously, I know the twist. Yeah, there's a twist in the first one. Yeah. What he does so cleverly is there is a twist in Orphan First Kill that lands at the end of like I don't know the first act. Okay. That completely recontextualizes the rest of the movie in a way that you're like. Oh my god, I didn't know how they were going to recapture the Gonzo energy of the first one if she's just doing the same thing. And yet they did. Now that there's this twist, now I'm fully in. And it has Julia Stiles, which I feel like is like having Katie Holmes, but like <laughs> a step like you look at Julia Stiles and you don't think, "What are you doing in Orphan First Kill?" The way that you think that with Katie but Holmes. I see Katie Holmes and I'm point. like, "Yeah, you're right. Is everything but, fine?" So I think he learned his lesson from Brahms the Boy 2 and Return then the improved boy. on it. Yeah, he was like, all right, I see what I was trying to do with Brahms the Boy 2. The Boy Returns, Return the Boy. And then the but... and then there's like this like reveal at like right before the credits hit and it's like the worst fucking thing. Oh my god, this movie. This movie, Jacob. I watched yeah. this knowing it wasn't on the list. I watched this. Yeah, I, I, I watched this because I loved the first one. I was and I was genuinely disappointed. And 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 honestly, watching both of these movies is the first time I've logged into my Netflix account in months. Yeah, same. Like I, I always forget I have Netflix. Not gonna, it was funny. Not gonna lie. Yeah, after I watched it, Netflix was like, hey, have you considered, uh, do you maybe want to watch The Boy too? Because that's all Netflix knows about me. <laughs> well, you liked The Boy. Do you want to watch uh, Brahms The Boy 2, Return of the Boy? <laughs> but, I, I don't like this movie, Jacob. I don't. Yeah, I, I have not heard that many people do. Like, they just totally ruined Brahms. They ruined that. They ruined that large, deranged son. He could have been another in a classic line of large, deranged sons. Jacob, we were. That's going to turn around and make the Halloween H two O of the boy franchise. Oh, you know it. You know it, Jacob. I'm going to do we're it. Retconning it. Brahms the boy two never happened. It never happened. You know what? It was a dream that 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 Brahms had while he was hiding in a closet. Like you know what? If they actually fucking did that, I would love it. That would be great. I'm gonna crowdsource it with uh, change over the years. Just, Horror just... movies need that energy again. Yes, it's, it's been too long. Yes, but yeah, uh, great first one. Second one, no. Yeah, no, um... no. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, that, anywho, that that's, 
<laughs> brings that's us... doll movies. I think I like. I think I thought I liked this subgenre more than maybe I actually do. <laughs> uh, rip, rip Brahms. Bye, yeah, bye, Brahms. Um... What a name! What a name, too. Like I just can't get over that. I can't get over the fact that it's like such a fun name. It's it, like it's such a fun name that they knew the second movie should be called Brahms for some reason. <laughs> One for Brahms, please. <laughs> no. No no one knows what that is. Just The Boy 2, Return of the Boy, Brahms Revenge. <laughs> oh, I'm having too much fun, Jacob. I don't want to oh, no, stop. No, Matt, you're making me like it. <laughs> I do like the first one, though. I'll give, yeah. it, I'll give it that. I don't like the second one. It is... It, ugh. God. All right. Anyway, I believe that takes us to the end of the episode, right? Yeah, that's that's All right. our, our doll time. <laughs> Playtime is over, Jacob. Uh, oh, that's good. Where how can... is that not said in a single one of these movies? How is that not a, a tagline for a Chucky movie or Child's Play movie, right? It's got to be. Playtime is over. Maybe overseas it was. I don't know. It's um... got to be. Hold on. I'm looking this up. <laughs> but since Playtime is over, where can the people find you? online uh the people online can find me at jacob underscore denoble and that is twitter and letterboxd and also at jacob denoble.com.com <laughs> that's denoble uh d-o-t-c-o-m and then dot com the normal way um, very confusing but i thought it was funny it's so. very funny um and i am currently launching a uh wisdom of the fast and furious zine so Ooh. if you want to submit your artwork to that hit me up at denoble.com.com there's a <laughs> ad for it right at the top of the page nice uh how about you matt uh you can find me at the real matt c basically anywhere you go and uh it's a lot of fun i have fun i have fun Beautiful. jacob except when i'm watching megan or brahms the boy Two: return of the boy Brahms Revenge. The boy's back. <laughs> the boy's back in town. How was that not the, the, the tagline for this movie? The boy is back in town. <laughs> Fuck, that would be good. <laughs> Instead they went with, he's made a friend. Oh, that's bad. That's bad. That's real bad. Bad marketing. Alright, Matt, we're going to start pitching The Boy 3, which is going to be secretly The Boy 2. <laughs> Can we? I like this. Yeah. Let's Let's workshop this. <laughs> Okay, yeah, we'll we'll sit down and we'll come up with a screenplay for The Boy 3. Well, maybe that'll be a bonus episode of the podcast. Our version of The Boy 3, The Boy 2, The Boy Back in Town, Return of the Boy. <laughs> Brahms Revenge. <laughs> All right. Uh, next month, uh, what are we talking about next month, Jacob? You know, I was trying to find out. Um, <laughs> it's, so, it's so far back in our notes that I do not recall. Yeah, that was... That was my problem. I, I got distracted while I was scrolling through our Twitter DMs. Yeah, it's it's been a while. Uh, but you know what? It's going to be something good, as it always yeah. is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you give me one second. I got, all right, I got it. Oh, you know what? It was going to be empty, so let's say... Oh, that was the... It's, wait, that was the thing I was talking about, right? Yeah, let's, we're going to be doing um, horror musicals. Yes! And um, that's going to be a very fun episode. We've already touched on a couple, so we'll just you know refer back to those. Yeah. But we've got, we got quite a few great movies that we've never talked about and uh, a few movies that I don't care for that we'll talk about. And <laughs> it'll be a great time. We'll sing our way home. So until next time, stay spooky. And keep on in listening. Town in the woods at the top of a hill, there's a house where no one lives. So you take a big bag of your big city money there and buy it But at night when the house is dark and you're all alone There's a noise upstairs At the top of the stairs there's a door and you take a deep breath and try it And the flashlight shows you something moving just inside the door There's a tattered dress and a feeling Somewhere before